This is episode 138 of the Fearless Launching Show, and today we've got Amanda Bruner in the house. She's the co-owner of the Leather Quill Shop, which specializes in leather handmade traveler's notebooks. If you don't know what they are, you're going to have to check her out. Anyway, she's going to be talking to us about her Etsy beginnings to now having her own running, her own successful self-hosted online shop. So if you're thinking of selling your own handmade items, have an e-commerce business of any kind, or a product, a physical product creator, maker, seller, today's episode is for you. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done for you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. Mandy Jean, thank you so much for joining me today. And we're just going to jump right into it because um, otherwise we will start talking and it won't be recorded <laughs> and it will be like, oh, wait, we just said everything in the last five hours. <laughs> <laughs> 45 minute long podca- podcast saying hello. That, yeah, that no one ever hears because it didn't record. So anyway, so thank you for joining me today. Anytime. (laughs) Anytime, You know, we've actually been meaning to chat about this topic for a while. And the reason why I wanted you to come on and I wanted uh, your husband, Brett, too, but you know, you know, schedules, whatevs. And, but then again, I'm, you know, I've known you longer than I've known him And so it felt like a really good, you know, girl boss kind of conversation to talk about how you started your, I don't even want to say your store, but how you started selling products online. Honestly, I've, I've been kind of from the entrepreneur family my whole life. I mean, my mom and my grandma had businesses and they were never quote unquote employed if you want to say that, yeah, they were always kind of doing their own thing. And that was the norm for me growing up. And my grandfather and, you know, the men in my life, they worked for General Motors and they worked for factories or on the farm. And I've always had that kind of like entrepreneurial spirit, but I was always deathly afraid of failure. And oddly enough, because everybody, you know, I'm, I always try to empower people to follow their dreams and do what they want. But my myself, I was struggling with, what if I fail? You know, that could mean our house or that can mean our cars or things like that. So I find that crazy, Mandy, because when I came across you and why I started to like legit watch all of your vlogs in your car on your way to work in <laughs> um, New Mexico and like you like hearing honks of like similar cars to yours and going, I bet that's an FJ. Yep, that's an <laughs> FJ. Like I remember seeing your vlogs on YouTube and I actually feel like I first got to know you and love you on YouTube through Mandy Jean Chic, which was, you know, is your first, is is really your first brand besides yeah. what you're doing, what you're spending most of your time on now. And so that actually really surprises me because I feel like ye, ever since I've seen you, you've just kind of been fearless. Like, yeah, here I am. Here's what I'm doing. Here's my DIY stuff. You know, I still haven't done that bathroom project that's on your site, but uh, <laughs> we'll see if that ever happens. Maybe not I in this house. I finished it, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. You're like, I finished it enough to take those blog pics. Pretty um, much one wall done. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so once we got to know each other, I, you know, honestly, I was, I was already kind of seeing you in motion. Um, mm-hmm. So I was seeing you in motion, you were doing videos, um, you did the video challenge when I first saw you like the YouTube challenge. That's kind of when we were first becoming friends, I think. Um, was that right? 
Yeah, I actually met you through Alexis. Right. Alexis mm-hmm. Giostra. Yep. We and and I honestly, I feel like Alexis and I were kind of e-stalking you. Uh, <laughs> I think I can c- admit that now. We were both watching you going, don't you just love Mandy? And I'm like, yeah, I really like this girl, Mandy. And she was like, yeah, Mandy Jean Cheek. And I'm like, yeah, that's who I'm talking about. So we, <laughs> you're like, now it comes out. The truth comes out. So we were, I mean, so I feel like we were definitely watching and kind of getting to know you too around that time. Now, because today I wanted to talk about like you have an Etsy store, you sell leather quills, which are these amazing products, which I'm going to have you talk about. But I want to know how did that piece all start? Because clearly you got out of your own way enough to do a challenge and do videos and have this great blog and start building your community in that way. But what happened that you decided to do this, not the NyQuil part? (laughs) That's a whole other podcast. (laughs) Yeah, that's a whole other podcast. Weird incidents and weird medication that lead to businesses. Stay tuned for that. I'm sure Mandy's is not an isolated case. Um, no, but no, but Mandy, like what, first of all, what got the bug in your bonnet <laughs> to start an Etsy store? Don't ask me where that came from. My Mandy Jean Chic brand had a lot of empowerment in it for me because I I moved from Michigan to New Mexico and I didn't know anybody. I knew my husband and lifestyle shocking change, let me tell you. So I felt like I didn't really have any friends here because I was working full time and, you know, my husband working full time, you know, the new norm is not where you go hang out with your friends after work every day at five o'clock. So I kind of felt like, like I didn't really have that many friends here, honestly. And with Mandy Jean Chic, I was able to connect with so many people through my blog and through my channel. So I had already kind of had a little bit of base group of friends. And I never call people who followed my channel or follow my blog, you know, followers or subscribers, because I think that that can be so impersonal because you do get to know people online. Right. Like you can tell when they're down and you can tell when something's wrong. And, and I went through a huge life change all online and no one really knew it because I didn't like talk about it because my husband is very private and I'm the opposite. I'm an open book, but respecting his privacy. So during that time, fast forward from when I started Mandy Jean Cheek, I had a post go viral on Pinterest with my bathroom. (laughs) Oh my God, that is the viral post. (laughs) It's so funny that I like mentioned that. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Well, I actually, oddly enough, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, I messed up on that post so bad because I did nothing to make money on that post. I literally posted that bathroom and said, hey, here's my cool bathroom. I did it basically for free. I think it cost me like 10 bucks. Um, Well, (laughs) if I paid my husband to actually do it, it would have cost me more, but he was free labor. So, Oh, he's made you pay for it. (laughs) Oh, he has. (laughs) Uh, But I had like, that started and I started getting more traction on my blog and I started thinking, well, I didn't want to become like a DIY home blogger because I, that's just not me. And I was trying to find what I could do with Mandy Jean Chic. And then this was also at the time when planners blew up. Mm-hmm. So I was playing with planners. Like I've always played with planners, but I was like really playing with planners then. <laughs> and <laughs> maybe that's why I got sucked in. Sorry. <laughs> I know she's she's a DIYer. She has she's uses planners. Ugh. But I was trying to figure all this out. You know, it's it's not something that just magically happens overnight. So fast forward in August, no, July, excuse me. I wanted to do something to give back. And my YouTube channel was not gigantic, but I had a core group of people who always watched my videos, always commented, always sent me um, emails and tweets and uh, everything. And I felt like I had a, a substantial community. So I decided to start the whole 31 days of YouTube where I periscoped every single day for a month, which was insane. Mm-hmm. And that was where I realized that I didn't want to be a coach. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> so then I was like, Oh my gosh. And now what do I do? And 
and that was when I fell into it, so to speak. I wanted to start on Etsy because I've always been a creative person. And um, so I opened an Etsy store selling planner accessories. And they were just little glued, like planner clips and charms and, you know, things that I could make and just have fun with. The one time I did not put effort into a business, it skyrocketed (laughs) 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 to the point where um, shortly after that, I wasn't happy in my planner situation. So my husband does leather work and I, the whole traveler's notebook thing, I found that. And I had some core group of people that were with my Mandy Jean Chic brand who said, Hey, can you make me a traveler's notebook? And I, well, I can't, but Brett can. <laughs> yeah. Again, all free labor husband thing. So he made one. I'm and sorry. I'm laughing right now. <laughs> Anybody who knows Brett, he's a, he's a very good man and he's very understanding. He's very patient with Mandy. <laughs> he is. <laughs> so we started making traveler's notebooks just for fun. And we were doing something different. You can only fold leather in half so many times. And we were doing something completely different than anybody else. And it took off. So I started with, in August, having extreme anxiety to the point where I was not happy in my job. Um, I was was happy in life because I'm generally a happy person. But to not knowing what I wanted to, in the end of December, going, holy macaroni... I have a business. Yeah. When does it <laughs> And you know what? I mean, I don't think if you don't know what a just a traveler's notebook style kind of thing is, how would you describe that to someone who doesn't know what it is? A typical planner, you are confined to what the planner says you are confined to. So like an Aaron Connor and you're confined to boxes. Now, pretty planning has come around where you can make the boxes what you want. Traveler's notebooks are for the people who want to truly write, memory keep, plan, bullet journal. I always tell people planners give you rules. Traveler's notebooks do not. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then it, and then just as the far as like how it looks, it's essentially like a piece mm-hmm. of leather mm-hmm. folded mm-hmm. in half mm-hmm. <laughs> with... What what are those elastic band kind of situation mm-hmm. to hold in notebooks? The the beginning stages of them is Midori. And I always I'm actually a big Midori fan myself. Uh I just wish they had more bands, <laughs> which is how the other <laughs> cool shop started. But you know, I always, always pay homage to the original creator in my eyes, which was Midori. And Basically, it's a piece of leather folded in half and elastic run through and you stick a notebook in there and you write or plan or do what you feel. And then when that notebook is done, you archive it and you slip in another notebook because I think leather outlasts us. So I am a planner girl. So I have like 17,000 notebooks. That's not even an exaggeration. (laughs) So I needed something without 17,000 bands. And originally it was four. So our leather clothes have four elastic bands, which is pretty standard now for non-Midori traveler's notebooks. And what we did differently was I grew up with horses and I grew up with saddles and I wanted leather that looked like a saddle. And goodness gracious, do leather clothes look like a saddle because they're a thick piece of leather. Uh, my, my elbows sometimes when I'm rolling that leather do not like the leather as much, but it set us apart and it was what drew our target market in, which were men and women who wanted that rustic look. You know, they, they scratch. Some of them do. They, they wear well, you'll have it forever. Or if you want the bright colors, we also have the bright colors. And that's where we kind of set ourselves apart a little bit and not even knowing that we did that. It totally happened on accident. And I cannot lie to you and say I planned that because I did not. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, I think that's good, though, that you started from that place of creating a quality piece, Mm -hmm. like a quality piece, a Mm -hmm. quality product that people really appreciated for that rustic look, the patina, the stuff that happens over time to like nice leather bags or saddles or anything. 
It happens mm-hmm. to these journals as well. Um, do you think that in those, so in that time between, let's say, September and December, because mm-hmm. I, I watched you do a lot of different things in mm-hmm. that in that first phase. So you had your Etsy store. Were you starting to just sell? And I remember he, um, Brett actually making some bound journals too during that time, which were amazing out of this world mm-hmm. as well. Um, but d- did you primarily sell on Etsy? We only sold on Etsy until March 28th, 2016, the day that we'll live in for infamy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what did you find? What was your experience of um, doing things on Etsy? Like why? First of all, like obviously you had the store set up. I don't know if you set. I think you set up a separate store for leather quills, right? Or did you sell them oh. just on the Mandy Jean Chic at first? I, I on, on Etsy, I actually started, my original store was Shop. Mandy Jean Chic, which when you're branding makes sense to keep your branding all cohesive. And I was like, I'm going to run with Mandy Jean Chic. That's who I am. And it is, but I really like the name Leather Quill Shop better. (laughs) (laughs) So I actually did rebrand. Oh, when did I do that? Middle of last year, which oddly enough, the confusing thing that I did wrong with that is I grew fast to the point where I didn't have time to fix my mistakes. And on Etsy, I was shop Mandy Jean Chic and I was selling leather quills. And that, oddly enough, I was causing confusion with my leatherquillshop.com URL. Mm-hmm. And people, I was getting a lot of emails. Hey, you know, do you know somebody selling your products? And I was like, yeah, it's kind of me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, so before then, before the day that we'll live in infamy or we'll live... <laughs> forever in your mind and our hearts what were you doing up to that point like so you created this quality product were you running any promotions during that time i strictly started my business off of periscope and my mandy jean chic friends perfect that was how it started now with etsy if you do your seo correctly and you know all the fun stuff that nobody likes to learn about but it's really important if you do all of that stuff right which is a whole other podcast you you get traffic you get a tremendous amount of traffic and especially when you're in a product that is really popular and right now traveler's notebooks are really popular journals will always be popular um you know they i forget what year you know we started finding artifacts of paper and, and leather That's how far back journals go. I don't think they're going to go away anytime soon. So. (laughs) And what about, what about ads? Were you running, doing any promoted kind of things? I did a few Etsy promoted listings, which I got a return on them. Etsy is one of those things. And where it's really interesting because you can set up an Etsy store with very little money. You can promote your Etsy store with very little money. My overhead, like the first year, and I'm going to say my first year, honestly, Anne, was uh, October of 15 and then just go all the way to December of 16 because those last, those the first two months, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was just playing with, with numbers and, and things. I spent maybe about $1,000 on promoted listings the whole year and I five times that. It's because actually really I, good, especially if you're just playing around and you're not really sure. You know, I remember you telling me some shockingly low numbers, mm-hmm. amount of money that you were spending mm-hmm. during that time, just to see if it would up the amount of times mm-hmm. things would get listed on that kind of mm-hmm. suggested thing that comes up mm-hmm. when you go to Etsy. Mm-hmm. If we honestly, if we want to focus more on Etsy, um, I can give you some tips and tricks on what how I grew my Etsy store. My Etsy store and my online store, I use Squarespace for that. Most of the months, my Squarespace store beats my Etsy store just because of Facebook traffic. However, analytics, my Etsy store blows my Squarespace store out of the water. Okay. And the biggest difference and why I'm not concerned about the conversion of that is when on my Etsy store, I call it Leather Quill Shop Express. And that's where somebody who doesn't want to go through the full site, doesn't want to do the branding, doesn't want to, you know, pick the interior and exterior and elastic colors and all these options. They just want a blue notebook. Well, on Etsy, if you look up blue leather traveler's notebook, 
you will find a leather quill. If you look that up on Google, there's going to be a gazillion of them. Right. So, so you're, are those then your, your like ready-made, quick ship kind of things? They're not quick ship uh, to the point that my quick ship items are on my big site. Um, I don't transpose the quick ships onto both because I'm always worried one will sell on the other and then someone will buy the other one at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that would be well, just your luck, actually. Th- that would. And actually that happened with a charm and I was like, never again. Um <laughs> But with that, with Etsy, with the promoted listings, kind of going back to to your question, Anne, is I did not spend a lot of money on Etsy on the promoted listings, considering my titles were not the best. My tags didn't match my titles. My SEO was just, it stunk. (laughs) Thank goodness I had Traveler's Notebooks in my titles, let me tell you. But you know what, though, Mandy, you know, one of some of the stuff that I saw that you were doing during that time. So maybe those were some of the things you were just playing around with, really. They weren't really strategies, per se, at that point. You were just kind of seeing what works to get the word out a little bit more. But I saw things like your images. That's where you were able to really kind of hone in on how you took images and pictures and photos of your product. I think that that really those really stood out. Images are so important on Etsy because you, you have a, you have a page of a hundred travelers notebooks Yep. and people just, just by, you know, human nature, when we're scrolling, wow, that's a really pretty picture. Let me click on that. You do that naturally. And with your pictures, you also hone in on your target market. You know, somebody who likes a very modern, smooth leather that is, something that that is not us, um, they're not going to click on my photos because they're going to look at my leather and be like, wow, that looks like a saddle like my grandpa had. No, thank you. And, and they're going to, and you're going to be like, yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'll be like, isn't it nice? <laughs> but that's not my target market. So in my photos, I tried and I still try <laughs> to hone in on that. Like I have a wood background because I want warmth. Everybody says you have to have your photos on white backgrounds. I don't like white backgrounds. I just, I don't, it it doesn't fit me. It doesn't fit my style. It doesn't fit my shop. So I have a wood background. Now I've noticed a lot of other shops now have wood backgrounds too. (laughs) So I'm a trendsetter apparently. Yeah. But, but with that, it goes in with the whole traveler's notebook thing. I mean, when you think of traveler's notebook, you think of sitting, you know, on the edge, well, I'm probably not the edge of a cliff because that sounds slightly suicidal, but (laughs) on the edge of like Yellowstone. (laughs) On the edge of, yeah, on the edge of something. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But you get that feel like that journal is going to go with me everywhere. Now I have, the other thing on Etsy that, that really kind of propelled me was all my traffic was going there for the first six months because I didn't have my larger shop open. Now on Etsy, you can't collect emails. You can't contact people who favor your items um, or favorite your items, excuse me. You can't contact people who favorite your shop because that's considered spam. And they can turn you in for spam. And Etsy which, wants to keep their people on Etsy because yeah. they, they view them more maybe as their people than your people. Yeah. And what I do is I don't break any rules or anything like that because I respect Etsy as a business. And I know that what their business model is. I appreciate them sending traffic to my shop. So I'm not going to do anything that hinders that relationship. Okay. However, so, so that's what you do then you send traffic to your own shop. So that's what I do is in my orders. So when someone orders on Etsy, um, I always make sure I write a handwritten note on all of my invoices, no matter how many hours that takes me, everybody gets a handwritten note because my journals have character. None of my journals look alike. And I want to point out the character that my journals have. So I'll write a little note. Hey, Anne, thanks so much for your support. I absolutely love your turquoise travel or your turquoise leather quill. Uh, did you notice the bug bites on it? Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> uh, literally, I'll write all of that out like 50, 60 times. Why did well, you say turquoise? Just kidding. Because you're like. Because <laughs> turquoise is my color. You're like, because it's in your shopping cart right now. And I saw it. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Subliminal message. Yes. But I, I write that. So then on that note, there's also an insert that I put in with all my orders. This that or that's leather care because I never want somebody 
to get a leather quill and be like, how do I take care of this? Well, I include a sheet for you. But then I also include a sheet that says we have more options, more goodies, um, you know, more leather care videos, which I need to do. <laughs> um, future videos, blog posts, you know, a whole community on Facebook. And then also visit our large site where we have all of our inserts. Now, I, you can't, you can, but I, again, respect Etsy as an artisan community. So I don't sell supplies on Etsy and inserts that are like field notes and Rodia and Claire Fontaine. Those are on my big site. They're not on Etsy. So then I tell people in my note, Hey, you know, all this stuff is on my big site. I get so many messages saying, Hey, I didn't realize you had a larger site. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's really cool. And then they go over there. So then they join my email list and then they get the little coupons or they join my Facebook group and we interact. My Facebook group was probably <laughs> one of the best decisions I've ever made. And I fought starting it because I had it in my mind that this was just another thing I needed to do. And fulfilling my orders is number one. And yes, what did and you find out? <laughs> I found out a lot of people like interacting on Facebook. Shocker. so the question is do you then um do you what kinds of i mean like there there are so many different things that i have to say here can i just can i just sit and just like process this with you just for a second because i what i love is that okay etsy was great about getting you know you got set up Mm -hmm. you played you know you were definitely doing as much as you could, making your images more fit your audience. You you were aware that SEO was important. You tried the promoted posts and things like that, descriptions. You know you were getting tons of traffic from because Etsy gets a ton of traffic. But it seems like after a certain period of time, obviously, you decided, you know what, we could offer way more. And you started realizing all of the kind of drawbacks to being solely on Etsy. And so now I want to just clarify a few things about your current site, the Leather Quill Shop, and versus Etsy. So you said that Etsy then holds a separate amount of, it it has its own inventory. Is that correct? Yes. Um, What it is, is on Etsy, if somebody, I, I specifically targeted the Etsy side of it different than the Google SEO. So if somebody types in on Google, you know, leather quill, blue traveler's notebook, um, hopefully they'll go to my big site because that's my, that's my baby. But if they type in blue traveler's notebook, I, I almost guarantee you they're going to hit Etsy first because Mm -hmm. Etsy is gigantic. I also did Amazon handmade for a little bit, but an Amazon handmade was good to me. I just was Etsy and my, my big shop were, were enough, even though everybody said I need to get on Amazon handmade now. And I'm like, well, clone me then. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, well, just clone me. No, but what I love is that, you know, you took what you knew of Etsy, were respectful of how they want to do business, their terms of, you know, your terms that you you signed with them of how you're going to conduct business, but you can still, everything you've done is just to serve the the person who initially orders something from you on Etsy, you know, inserting that leather care feature and saying, you know, come on over. Those are very standard things that I think shops do is sending you back over. And if they're not, they're kind of being silly. They're missing the boat a little bit. Uh, on that, and before I forget, is Etsy... When somebody shops on Etsy, back five years ago, they expected, and, and, you know, if this offends somebody, I'm sorry, but they expected a craftiness to it. You know, they wanted to buy the quote unquote artisan products. Artisan products have come a long way in five years. Mm. You know, they're packaged, they're, they're huge, they're small, huge businesses, but they're, they're businesses now. There's these, these Etsy shops are supporting people's families. And when, I would shop at Etsy at first. I never expected perfection, you know, because it was made with somebody's hands. And I love that. And Etsy still has that stigma to it. However, Etsy is also evolving to the point where they are allowing, you know, sellers to sell products that are manufactured. As I did notice that. 
what are they calling them now? Um, <clears throat> like supplies, basically. And I'm not, I'm not beating Etsy up for that. I'm not saying anything bad about them. However, when somebody goes to Etsy, 99.9% of the time, they're looking for an artisan good. And yep. that is my target market. Yep. Now, my big shop, I don't know who is on Google half the time. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know if they're going to look at my site and either like my prices or like my product. Because that, you know, I'm very fortunate that with the leather I use, it's a great quality. It's, it's awesome. But I, I also have the ability to keep my prices lower. So I attract people because of that. And I do know that sometimes people will get a leather quilt and they're like, wow, this thing is thick. I wanted something thinner. No hard feelings at all. Like, I, I get it. I understand. But when they shop on Etsy, I find that they know what they're looking for because they want that. You know, they want to know how this was made. They want to know who made it. They want to know what kind of leather it is. They want to know, some people ask what dye, people ask what dye I use and things like that. Like they are interested in the artisan side of it. So the Etsy, so the Etsy kind of part of this whole equation is actually really mm -hmm. important. It is. I, I will never give up my Etsy store. I thought about it, but I can't. And not because I get traffic from it, but because it's also a fallback for me if something were to happen to my larger site. Because yeah. you know, as I do, things can get hacked. Sites can go down. You know, I'm now full-time running my shop. If I don't have my shop, um, I'm going to be eating tortillas and butter for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want that. <laughs> well, the tortillas are okay because I know you like tacos, but... Um... Uh Sorry, that's a fun fact about Mandy. She likes really likes tacos. The meat, and I mean, I can't just eat tortillas and butter forever. That's true. That's true. <laughs> okay, so let me just then ask. Okay, um, mm -hmm. because this is the Fearless Launching Show, and I like to ask. I I notice like you putting up posts on Instagram. I and when when things are going to be launching. So I mm -hmm. love that you almost give you know, short run because, because obviously some of the product that you're creating is, it's not like if, if the leather's like from one kind of place, it's not going to just be a never ending supply. It's from a real animal, <laughs> right? I never, yeah. I never spend my brand equity telling everybody, oh, this is limited. This is limited. This is yeah. limited. I promise this one is limited. That's, yeah. that's not how I do business. I'm just curious um, what you do. I actually, when I post on Instagram, I, I have a nine to 10 ounce vegetable tan leather that is my base leather. I have three different tanneries that I can get it from. So if one tannery, I don't like the leather that I got, um, I have something else I can get it from. I'm confident that veg tan leather will stay around forever. I started branching out into new leathers, which I found one I fell in love with and I call it my Pecos leather. And everybody who has got my Pecos leather quills loves them. Well, I go to my local tannery and said, hey, you got any more of that Pecos leather? No, they didn't. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I guess we got something that's limited. <laughs> yeah. So what I did was me being me. I spent a whole Monday calling tanneries, telling them what I was looking for. And I got seven hides in of this Pecos leather. That I, I don't want to use. I just want to hoard them, but I can't. <laughs> you are a hoarder like that. Oh, my gosh. I, I am. I'm like, this is limited now. I'm actually, it's like right in front of me. I'm like touching it. I'm like, you're my babies. But I can't, I, I couldn't tell my people, hey, you guys love this, but it's now gone. Ha ha. So I had to put the amount of effort to find this leather again. And I found seven highs. And that is when I said to everybody, I've never once said to you that this is limited. But this is like legit DEFCON 5 limited. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I, I don't know if I'm able to get it again. And I had people who, who know me and they know that that's not a marketing tactic on my behalf. Um, and I've, I've done well with them. I've sold quite a few of them. But I've also started sending them, setting them up via quick ship. Because this leather is something that shows character. And some of these hides have character, they have brands and they have scars and, you know, it's, it's a natural product. So natural things happen. Right. But right. I started doing a quick ship. So with that, then people can go to my quick ship sec section and see that. And then they know exactly what they're getting because that leather, I don't have to hand dye so that I can crank out 
fairly quickly. Um, our so, leather cooler, we die, I die by hand and it's a 10 to 14 day wait. Okay. So then you, it, when you use scarcity, it's actually for real scarcity. You will never yeah. use it unless it's actually for real. Do you have any like deadline based promotions that you do? I mean, I feel like I've seen some during um, the holidays or I you actually, know, when you've done different promotions and things like that. I, when I was working full time and doing the shop, uh, I was trying to build a business and you have to make money to build a business. So I ran sales and I ran quite a few sales last year. And then I realized my, my prices are already fabulous. So, and then when I run a sale, I get inundated with orders that I have to get them all out in 10 to 14 days. I received a lot more gray hairs last year by <laughs> 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 doing that. So this year, um, I, I said to everybody and everybody who's in my community knows that I will never tell somebody, okay, you need to order all this Pecos. And then the next day I'd be like, haha, it's 50% off. You know, that's, that's not me. Right. So I, with my leather quills, the ones that we hand dye are our flagships is what I call them. I don't run sales on those unless it's a couple times a year now because they are so time intensive for me to make and they are little labors of love. But, uh, now that I'm doing the shop full time, I can branch on to other leathers that are not as time intensive. And when I run, want to run sales, I can say, Hey, here's all the quick ship items. And then I can spend a day packing up all the quick ships and shipping them out that day. So then everybody's happy because they get their new leather quills and they got it fast and they knew what they were getting. And then they come back and say, okay, I would like a leather quill with my name on it. Okay, we can do that. But it's going to be 10 to 14 days because that's a custom order. Yeah, And they're fine because then they have their leather quill to play with. <laughs> okay, so it sounds like then you've got a variety of things that you do. Like it's it sounds like, so do you... I'm, I'm just asking questions because I'm, I, I mean, I don't, these, these are the ones that came to me, but so you might, you might make an announcement of when you find new leather, mm -hmm. when there's a, you know, when leather, when a specific type of hide is running out, if whatever, if you're, if literally you're coming down to the la the last kind of versions of things, I think I remember you having a few, I want to say the ones that are like that oiled dark color. Yeah. My adventure series. Yeah. The adventure series. It's super soft. Are they like gone now or, or were there like a few left? I can't remember like what it was. Um, no, but, man, I hoarded that leather. Oh my <laughs> gosh. You're like, you're like, yeah. I good take to know. Care of my people. No, actually that is the leather that I convinced my tannery that I would order enough of if they carried. So nice. that's, that's now back. Now I haven't promoted it as much because uh, I I'm sitting in my studio right now and I have a rack full of hides that I need to cut. <laughs> yeah. So until I can get through that uh, or until let me rephrase that, until my husband can get through that because he is a huge part of our shop. I, I can't say that I run the shop by myself because I don't, my husband works full time and he helps me run the shop and yeah. he does so much for the, for the leather pool shop. I can't, I can't be on this podcast and say, I do it all myself because I don't. However, uh, <laughs> I do a lot, but you know, when it comes to cutting and stuff, it, it's when he has time because he's the cutter, uh, insider story on Mandy Jean. I can't cut a straight line to save my life. If you ever get a crooked leather quill, I probably cut it. <laughs> so I don't cut them anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh I, my goodness. I, I was actually fired from Brett for cutting from cutting because I cannot cut a straight line. So he actually, he has to cut all these. And when I do have a leather that starts to get low, uh, I do contact my tannery to find out if I can get it. If I can't get it and it's a leather that didn't sell a lot, it just quietly goes away. <laughs> um, <laughs> if it's like the Pecos where I have people lining up outside of my shop, that's not true, but it felt like that that night. Um, I, I thought it was gonna be like a Best Buy situation where they were camping out in front of my, my shop, but I got that back. Throwing rocks through your window. I know, right? Do you have anywhere that Pecos hide? But when I got it, I let everybody know. I, I actually, I first did an email and I said, Hey, this is about ready to go away. Yeah. If you want to make sure you get it, get it now. 
Yeah. And that was actually a very profitable email for me. But I also, then when I got the seven more highs in, I sent an email and said, just kidding. I, I didn't say that. But I said, I did get more in. This is probably it. So like legit, if you really want a Pecos, now would be the time. And that was something else that I, I don't do a lot is I don't email my email list every single day. So they know when I send an email, they probably want to open it because I have something to say. Yeah. And I don't, and, and sometimes I'll include coupon codes in there that I won't put in the subject line. And so people actually open my emails looking for a coupon code or they'll look for something like free gift with purchase or things like that. Uh, most of the time though, my email opening rate is is pretty good. Yeah. And that's, I think, because I don't send them all the time. You know what? I would love to know because a lot of this is really fascinating. It's like the sub the supply demand of the mm -hmm. products, how you let them kind of like slowly go away into the night. <laughs> if they're they weren't maybe that that they didn't sell that well, and you're like, eh, we we can't really restock those anyways. Let's just let that one go. Do you on like an any average week? How do you keep sales? kind of flowing in other than, you know, everything that you've already established. I mean, the thing is you do have, you know, this site going, I feel like there are blog posts. There are, you know, you've already, you, you kind of have built up the content collateral around this, around this business. So like people will find it naturally, but what do you do actively, maybe on a regular basis? Is it all about being in your Facebook group? Is it about being in other Facebook groups? Um, it's about all the Facebook groups. <laughs> yeah, it's about all the Facebook groups. And I know that like, even you mentioned Periscope at the beginning and all, honestly, you weren't doing anything more than just um, showing what was what you made or what you have, what you were carrying that day. I actually have somebody who I did a Periscope and I had a journal that, I, that my husband made and it had this like spike closure on it and it was on a chain and it was really cool. But when I opened it, I like, oh, when right. I get a Periscope or I get on live, like I, I'm, I guess I'm like super animated and I like opened this journal and I flung it and I almost stabbed myself in the eye with this like, Oh my God. Spike. I remember you. I remember seeing that. <laughs> and me being me, I'm like, well, that was dumb. But, you know, between that side of going live in my group quite a bit, and I started getting more into the Insta stories because mm -hmm. if there was somebody who really helps her brand my Insta stories, that would be the Planner Society. And I've kind of learned from her that Insta stories are important because, again, People like to know who you are. They like mm -hmm. to know your brand. They like to know your story. They like to know your product. And some people, some people honestly just want their leather quill and peace out deuces. But other people, like they, they want to know. <laughs> so from all of social media, like, honestly, and Facebook was what really tremendously helped my business and what really helps to bring people to my shops. But... I also make sure that I post on Instagram. Um, I'll post a photo a day uh, yeah. and I'll post it at different times during, during the day too. You know, I have that. I get a lot of organic traffic from Etsy because I, <laughs> I finally figured out SEO. And um, I don't know how many webinars I attended on SEO, but it's still, <laughs> <laughs> it's still a mystery at times. Uh, and then between, so between all that and then my email list and everything I have, it's, it all kind of comes together in a somewhat of organic way. Sometimes I feel like I don't have to try as hard to market. Yeah. But, you know, you're always online and you're always here. You have to market. You have to do this. You have to do that. And let me tell you, it took me so long to realize that I don't have to do that. Yeah. Well, I, I just find it super easy how you do it. And like you, you said, you, you like you, things went really well and you're like, Wow. And I didn't even really try. <laughs> I, I didn't. And, you know, I know my community and I know if I tell them, hey, I'm doing 20% off leather quills, they'll, they'll buy them and, and they'll like them. But I look at that as, okay, so that's my community. How am I reaching out to other communities? Well, my husband now makes fountain pens. 
So he does, he does that, which then brings in the writers. And we're carrying Rodia inserts, which Rodia paper is my favorite paper ever. And now I actually, I have a Hobonichi now too. Did I tell you that? No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Thanks that's a, a lot. That's a conversation. Uh, <laughs> Thanks <now>. a lot. <laughs> I've been actually meaning to try that. Is it like the A6 or is it the normal, is it the A5 of the bigger? I got the A5. Hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I think of it. <laughs> I'm um, like, you I'll, suck. <laughs> But we're making covers for that now. Um, and I'm actually buying a, a different sewing machine. So the sewing machine I got is, it's not Mandy Jean friendly. <laughs> I am so worried. I'm just going to sew right through my hand. But I, I'm, so I'm getting a different sewing machine that hopefully has like a giant safety guard on it. So I can start doing pockets because right now, you know, our shop doesn't do pockets. And I have a lot of people who are begging for pockets. They're begging for leather inserts. My community tells me what they want to buy. Yeah. So I'm very fortunate that I have this. But for somebody who's starting out on Etsy and they want to sell like, I don't know, like crocheted baby socks. I don't even have kids. I don't know why that was my (laughs) go-to thing. I don't know anything about children. Let's say uh, ferret socks. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. So you want to start making ferret socks. So you would look for some of the ferret groups. Now, don't ever spam a Facebook group and be like, this is my Facebook or my my Facebook, my ferret socks and 20% off. You know, I never did that. I was always very respectful and I never posted things every day. But I also made sure to connect with people on, on a common interest, which in my case was Traveler's Notebooks. But, you know, somebody starting out with a product that's not, say, mainstream right now, like ferret socks. <laughs> yeah. You might need to do a little SEO research and you yeah, might need or to maybe you, you, you're going to kind of have to prove that you have a ferret and there was a reason why you got those made those ferret socks and show us, you know, show us you putting those ferret socks on even because <laughs> yeah. that could be pure comedy right there. That could be a viral YouTube video. <laughs> but, but I think you're right, Mandy. I think that what you kind of have talked about is that in those in the Facebook groups, and I think I'm in maybe one of them, and every once in a while, I'll get the Mandy Jean post, Mandy Bruner posted this, and I'll be like, okay, what do we got here? But you're just showing <laughs> your daily, you're like, here's my daily carry, and like, you'll show like, like whatever, your layout for the week inside. Mm-hmm. It's legitimately, and, and honestly, that's very similar to what I hear a lot of people making anyways like paper related goods like for planner plannery stuff is uh, honestly show people what you're wearing what you're using what you're what you love and someone is going to ask you where did you get that (laughs) i am right now in the middle of furniture gymnastics in my studio because my my shop has grown to the point where i'm not taking over two rooms in my house and i need to make it work better Mind you, I just redid my studio. So now I'm having to redo this. And as I'm redoing this, my instinct is to go to vintage stores or thrift stores or Etsy and look for cool things. Well, on my Facebook group, I mentioned that I'm redoing my studio. And I have people sending me links to cool things that they think I would like off of Etsy or off of Craigslist. I've had, I have somebody in Atlanta right now that found this beautiful hutch. And she said, if you want it, I'll get it for you. Me and my husband are driving to Arizona in July. (laughs) And And these are people in your community. You're like, but I make sure that I'm involved enough where, and, and I don't do this in a promotional kind of way. I would truly do this because I care and I love my group, but they know me and they, they know, like I was dealing with a migraine at the end of last week and I wasn't on my group and I had people message me and say, Hey, are you okay? Because I wasn't on the group as much. And they also know that from Friday to Sunday, I'm not as active in my group because that is our big shop days when mm-hmm. Brett's home and, uh, you know, me and the dog, we have to manage him. So, <laughs> oh my fair. goodness. So, you know, they kind of know my, my lifestyle and they know my business and they know I actually had somebody, uh, you know, not many business owners will admit this, but I'll admit this. I had somebody who got a couple other quills and she didn't like them. She didn't come to me and say, Hey Mandy, uh, what's up with these? You know, she didn't understand my product. 
she, it, it was, she was not my target market basically. So when she got them, she was like, these are really stiff. Um, you know, she didn't like the character on the leather. Um, she didn't like, she just didn't like them, honestly. And I have a lax return policy, meaning, you know, if it's something that I messed up on, I will gladly fix it and I'll make it right. And we'll be besties. I promise. If it's a personal taste, you know, I'll work with you and we'll figure something out. She never contacted me ever. So I didn't know about it because I honestly, I don't kind of look online. You're not for, trying to look for people. <laughs> yeah, I don't look online for like, the, the product because honestly, if somebody ever said they didn't like something, I'm like, oh, I made that. Yeah. <laughs> but I had my community member saying, hey, uh, this out of 400 leather quill videos, one girl didn't like it. You might want to contact her. And I said, mm, she can contact me. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to go out of my way to, to kind of fix something when I feel like my products are very, very well described. And, but the point of that is that my community defended me. Now, mm. I don't ever want to be like a whole West Side Story situation, <laughs> but they didn't defend me in like troller videos or, or dislike them because they know I would not be happy with that. But they sent me a private message and said, you may want to do something about this. But in my eyes, I appreciate them looking out for me and I love them for that. But it's not worth me getting into a match with somebody online other than me sending her a message and saying, hey, you know, if I can talk to you about this, we gladly will, but I'm not going to say, take your video down or anything like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and I know there's a lot of artisans who will do that. And that is a way to really get bad press because there's people talk. Yep. I agree. And, and in our, in, in our, in the planning community <laughs> yeah. in general, I think that there's a lot of that kind mm -hmm. of um, potential cattiness that can come up and you just don't want anything to sour what you guys have going on. So you're making a product and you love what you do with making a product with your hands, you have a connection with it. And when people order from me, sometimes I recognize the names because they've ordered quite a bit or they send me a message and they say, Hey, you know, my name's Anne. I ordered blueberry leather quill and I love it. Thank you so much. It's, it's my favorite. And I make sure I message them back and say, I'm so glad you love it. Let me know if I can do anything else. And so I recognize the names, but when I'm making something for somebody and I know them, or I've met them on the group, when I'm cutting like a piece of leather and I'll say, oh, Teresa, she'll love that piece. Mm -hmm. I actually contact Teresa and say, hey, I just cut this piece. It has like a T brand in it, which I think, you know, your name's Teresa. You have a T on the brand. You might want to get this. And I'll show it to her. And if she wants it, you know, we'll make something out of it. But everybody that connects with us I try to give them that whole personal, you know, my time. Now I will say it's hard too, yeah. because I was up until 1130 last night responding to Facebook comments. <laughs> <sighs> well, there's balance there that has not, um, that is, that is very hard to find. Yeah, there is definitely that balance. And I, I'd say that like, you having that personal touch is a good thing, but you know my stance on that. I think, I definitely think that um, you go above and beyond necessary, you know, and I think that's why people love you. And that's why you have so many repeat customers, which I think is totally a testament to that. Um, and I just love it. I love that. Um, I feel like we could honestly probably keep talking about this, I I but I mean, there's so much in here. If you guys are, if you guys are listening and you're thinking, okay, Etsy store, um, that's a good place to start. Yes. Mm -hmm. But, and I love how you, I just, I'm looking over at my page of notes here and saying, thinking, wow, that's amazing. All of the twists and turns and all of that has kind of helped you bu build something where now you're just like sharing something you love. And you keep, you make, make this product with the, with the community and a person specifically in the community, maybe that you're connected to. I think that's awesome. You're like, oh, this is like a little brand. I bet, um, I bet Anne would like this color. You know what? I'm going to just message her, you know, or, you know, Anne put this order in for this, but this leather just, I just found this. I think she would like flip her lid over it. 
you know, so I, I like that. And I feel like while you can still do this before it gets, you know, it gets out of hand and then you don't know the names of the people. I say, why not? You know, why not do that? And I wanted to ask you like one yes. question. This is like in in if if someone were thinking about building, you know, they have a product. It doesn't obviously have to be a planner related product, but a product that they really feel passionate about getting out to a group of people. I mean, what would you say you're doing now that you wish you had done for a long time, a lot longer? I wish I would have just been more confident with doing it. I, I say that, Anne, but I also will say in the same sentence, but my shop just kind of fell together. <laughs> yeah. If you have a product and you know what you want to sell, I didn't know what I wanted to sell at first. I thought I was going to make a million dollars on planner clips. Yeah, <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> um, but if you're, if you have a legit product that you have, that you love and you can make and you can get paid to make it, there's a difference between making a product and getting paid for the product and getting paid what you're worth is set up. And, and you're scared of the whole, well, you know, how this is going to be hard. When am I, I'm going to have to do bookkeeping and, you know, marketing and, and da, 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 da. Set up an Etsy store. Mm-hmm. It's super easy. It's super fast. Um, personally, I don't think the fees are that bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, some people say, well, Etsy fees, you have to pay Etsy fees. I think the most I have ever paid a month in an Etsy fees cycle, including shipping. So this is including shipping was probably about 500 bucks. Yeah. Now that was a significant month. Um, if I would have had every month like that, I would have had a five figuring or six figure income. And that was in November. And I only paid 500 bucks. And don't they have tons of business building resources as well? Like lots of training for Etsy store owners and. Etsy is a double edged sword. And the fact that, you know, you, you do pay fees, you are in a very large market, you can get lost, but and this could possibly be another podcast, and you can't, there's so many things you can do in Etsy to stay on top. I, I renew listings daily. I pay the 20 cents. I pay 20 cents and I sell a $45 leather quill. <laughs> that is that. awesome. <laughs> you know, so but, but with that, if you have the product, just set up an Etsy store. It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to do everything right at first. You're probably not going to do everything right. You're probably going to be like, oh, that was so stupid. Good job, Mandy. You don't laugh about it and move on. Once you get your first few sales, you'll get bit by the Etsy bug, so to speak. And you'll you'll have fun with it. Now, you know, with that, once you set up on Etsy, you can branch out into your own store. Unless you have a community, I don't recommend personally having your own standalone store like on Shopify or Squarespace or WooCommerce, because you're going to have to struggle with getting traffic there. Etsy, you're going to get traffic. Mm -hmm. And that's my biggest thing is I tell people, because I, you know, when I go into my, my tannery, my, my store manager is so funny. He brags about my success story and, and how he helped me. And I'm like, I don't remember you making leather quills, but (laughs) I just bought leather, dude. I helped you. (laughs) <laughs> He's actually, it's, it's really funny <clears throat> this time. Um, he actually worked for Brett previously. And when we walked into the tannery, all I hear is, you know, Hey B and, and walks the store manager to like, give my husband a big hug. And my husband's not exactly a small dude. I'm like, how so, did that happen? <laughs> I know, right. He stood on a chair. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but, but with that, honestly, I'm what I'm He is tall. To- sorry. <laughs> he is he's very tall. Uh, he's my big Viking. But I tell people when, when they ask me, you know, how I got started or what did I do? or What was the secret sauce or the, you know, the seven herbs and spices and things like that? I tell them I just got started. Yeah, that's it. I, I pulled the trigger and I just got started. And then once you do that, you can do your graphics. You can work on your SEO. You can do, you know, Etsy has really revamped the platform since I started a year and a half ago. It's amazing that it's only been that, that short of time. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It is. It's amazing <clears throat> how much they've done for, for sellers. And um, they have the whole Etsy handbook and it's, it's really, you know, they get a lot of flack for things and, and some of it 
is, is, is justified. And other times it's people that are business owners that that business is their livelihood and Etsy changes their algorithms. So what may work one month may not work the next quarter. So, you know, you constantly have to be adding listings and, and changing your title sometimes. And, you know, you can have, you can make variations of your products to fill up your store and then think about what products go with your products. Yeah. And close. I mean, it, it's, it's so overwhelming at first that it makes you feel a little sick. <laughs> you know, the whole, you know, giant idea of, of running a business, especially a creative business. But once you, you pull that trigger and you do it, you're like, Oh, this isn't that bad. The band-aid's off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then you make your first sale. And then from there, you're like, okay, what else can I offer mm-hmm. on my mm-hmm. shop? So I yeah. love that. And I want to talk to you more about Etsy in general. So like, we'll definitely have to come mm-hmm. back and talk about Etsy. But I, I'm so happy that you came on today and shared yeah. the story, at least a part of it. Where can everybody kind of check you out, get their own leather quill or paper or fountain pen? Where can they get this? My big store is Leather Quill Shop, S-H-O-P-P-E dot com. And that is where you'll find the links to all of all of our, our products, obviously. And then I do have a blog that I'm not going to lie. I've neglected lately. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to say that it's, it's, it's gigantic, <laughs> but I, I have plans to keep working on that. And you'll also see the link to our Facebook group. You can search a leather cool shop on Etsy and you'll find our Facebook group. And, um, you know, I approve, <laughs> I approve people, uh, I give everybody a chance, but <laughs> that is where the bulk of the community comes in on our Facebook group. We have Quillies is what they've, they've actually, they've created their own name and they're calling oh my themselves, gosh. they're calling themselves Quillies. That's great. Which, well, you know what? I knew, I knew there was amazing stuff going on when I'm like, when I actually did a search and I can, and I found like people's leather quill videos. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was like my, 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 I made it moment, oddly enough, was about two weeks ago when my, my, I get daily pickups at my, at my house and um, for orders from the post office. And when my, my postman came, he left me six USPS boxes and he said, you need to start using these. Okay. and i I even said to him and i'm standing i'm not kidding i'm standing outside in like lulu row leggings and a tank top with my hair in a bun and i'm probably covered in dye and i'm like what do you mean he's like i don't like your grocery bags (laughs) that's my i made it moment the post office is like we've had enough of your stuff do this properly please (laughs) (laughs) i love that i love it Mandy and James I, I made posted it on Facebook. I was like, I think I made it. And then I had my Facebook friends, all 240 of them, say to me, why did they give you boxes? And then I got to explain my business, which was kind of cool. See, look at that. Again, did it on accident. I'm the worst marketer ever. I do everything on accident. <laughs> but I mean, it's less stress, right? You're like, oh, that was marketing? Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's me, the accidental entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Mandy, for for hanging out today. And we will definitely have you back to talk about Etsy and give you some, you know, maybe I'll even get some questions first from some people listening to today and we'll 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 put another one together. Definitely. Thank you Sounds for having good. me in. No problem. Thank you so much for listening to my conversation with Mandy. And I hope you enjoyed this. This is like a real business besties conversation. And much of the stuff that she shared with me, I didn't even know because I didn't realize she was still on Etsy and how she was using Etsy to really kind of encourage people to come to her shop still and use the power of Etsy because obviously Etsy has a lot of people on their platform. They get a lot of traffic. They're all SEOified. And (laughs) that's not a word, by the way. Anyways, if you head over to theleatherquillshop.com and you can find the link in the show notes in your app for the iTunes and podcast app. If you head over there and you like one of the leather quills you see, Mandy has been so kind to extend a Friends of Fearless Launching 
discount for you. So all you have to do when you, now this doesn't go for any of the notebooks because that's under a totally different deal. They do not make uh, fields, field notes and all that kind of stuff. But if you buy one of their leather quill traveler's notebooks, really, you can get 20% off by putting in the code FLS friend and all lowercase. And if then you send me the receipt and let me know that you did that, I'm going to send you something to put inside. Okay, it'll just be a little something, nothing crazy. Um, but I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. And if you want to hear more of these behind the scenes of people's businesses, especially for these product based businesses, because I don't think we hear from them enough. And there's so many people doing such interesting things that I think we can apply to our own potential product based businesses. But also we can also share and, and use for our non, for our more digital products as well. So Mandy's got a lot that she shared in here. Um, head over to the show notes just to make sure you can grab everything that I've created for you too. So we've got your discount code. We've also got a little cheat sheet for setting up your Etsy store and slash and your own self-hosted online shop. I think you're going to love those. So have a great rest of your week and thank you again for listening to the Fearless Launching Show. Make sure you head over to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. Leave me a review. Let me know how, what you think of this episode and what you want to hear more of. I will talk to you soon. Take care. Have a great week.